श्री वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय श्री श्री गौ नित्यानंद की जाय गौर भक्तवृंद की जाय गौर प्रेम आनंदे discussion of Bhagavad Gita. We are discussing from the 10th chapter and the second verse of the four essential verses of the Gita that are found there, verses 8, 9, 10, and 11. We heard something about the first verse in our first session. There we learned that uh, Krishna speaks very strongly about himself as Swami Bhagavan and in this way helps us to locate a center himself hmm, that is properly understood the, the complete taker hmm, or the complete uh, lover who's completely capable of reciprocating in love. And we really in Gaudiya Vaishnavism determine the supremacy, if you will, of Krishna from an aesthetic analysis. Hmm. Largely. Hmm. So what I mean by that is his the Godhead's capacity to to love, to reciprocate in love um, determines that particular manifestation of the Godhead's position on a hierarchy of possibilities, theistic possibilities. Hmm? So, Krishna, the perfect object of love, is basically um, what he's saying, uh, in essence, among other things, but but this point is, is very much... Uh, driven home to us. The source of everything, uh, that from which everything comes, the perfect object of love is the idea. And so, having said that, he says, those who know this about me, then they worship me in ways that no other god or expression of the Godhead is worshipped. He says, "Aham sarvasya pavabha mata sarvam pravartite iti matva bhajante maam buddha bhava samanvita." And as I mentioned, Pujapad Sridharmarsh takes the liberty to uh, translate the third line or render the third line in, in Sanskrit to change a word, "Raga bhava samanvita." Hmm? Buddha bhava saman. Buddha means wisdom and. Bhava means, of course, feeling, spiritual emotion. I've uh, identified it with the, the, the components of the sarup shakti of Krishna that take the shape of bhakti. And bhakti is a particular expression of Krishna's internal power and shakti that governs his leela. Devotees are embodiments of that Bhakti. I read a book or saw a book, I never read it years ago, 
uh, by Thich Nhat Hanh, the Vietnamese uh, or Cambodian Buddhist who's headquartered in France, um, well-known uh, mystic in the, his particular tradition. And the book was entitled Being Peace. Being Peace. And I thought we should have a book, Being Love. That's what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is about, to be a particular type of love, the embodiment of personification of love in Dasya, in Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya. Hmm? Uh, so, <clears throat> if, again, we understand Krishna to be speaking about himself as Rasaraj, the king of love, the perfect object of love, um, who can be worshipped in ways that afford intimacy with the Godhead that no other form of the Godhead affords uh, the opportunity to the, to the same extent, then, then, then these lines, these second lines of the verse, are speaking about that ragmarg hmm, that, uh, that is focused on love in intimacy beyond reverential love, which is the ordinary idea of love of God. Now, these are not points that are foreign to you. You've heard these points a thousand times. I'm probably just boring you to death with these very interesting ideas um, that are worth thinking about over and over and over again. Hopefully, uh, they will sink in and fuel our, our practice. And a very extraordinary type of practice is what that these ideas uh, correspond with. And that is then what is further discussed in the second of these four verses. Krishna says, Madchita, Madgata, Prana, Bodayanta, Parasparam. Katatam, what is it? Katayantas, Chamam Nityam, Tushanticha, Ramanticha. So here he has, again, he's elaborating further on the path. The path that he's mentioned in the the second two lines of the first verse that we discussed. A path Buddha Bhava Samamita. A path Buddha Bhava again, two constituents of that Sarup Shakti that make up Bhakti are arguably Buddha and Bhava. Samvit and Ladini. <clears throat> kind of knowing and a corresponding type of feeling. If you know yourself to be a gopa, if you know yourself to be a gopi, there will be a corresponding type of feeling, ecstasy, ladini. Hmm? And these, these, this, this uh, Rupa Goswami has explained that, that, the, that bhakti in ecstasy, at which point in our culture of bhakti, this inner identity uh, is realized hmm, that it is that type of bhakti, that stage of bhakti is characterized by this prominent ingress of samvit and ladini, hmm, a particular combination of these ingredients of, of, uh, of Krishna's internal power, internal shakti. Hmm? So Buddha Bhava, Buddha means wisdom. I said Samvit Ladini. I've said, I've compared this internal power of Krishna to the heat and light and Krishna to the fire. 
So fire has heat and light. It's hard to distinguish heat and light from fire, and fire wouldn't be a fire without heat and light. Hmm? So there's a there's a unity where they interpenetrate uh, one another, but nonetheless there's there's a distinction, subtle distinction between them. Hmm? So it is with with love. Hmm? There's a unity in love and there's the same time individuality in love. I mean, we want to come, become one with one another in love and we want our own space at the same time. Something like that. It's not exactly like that for Radha and Krishna. <laughs> but, but it's a way of making the point that love is a, is a unity and a, and, a, and a diversity at the same time. It's a unity that, that, that causes um, uh, not a static unity, but a dynamic unity that, that causes movement Movement means diversity, uh, change, um, and so forth. So dynamic and static, the absolute is at the same time. Hmm? <clears throat> so, <clears throat> Buddha Bhava Samanvita, again, Puja Patrita Amar is taking the liberty to rephrase it, Raga Bhava Samanvita, to emphasize the point. Here, these four verses are talking about the perfect object of love and the means to attain him, which is the course, the path that that we are treading. To whatever extent we understand that, uh, this is the path that, that we've been introduced to, that, 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 it, that it constitutes the divine dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It is said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to distribute a type of love of God that really turns him on, hmm? speaking in the voice of Krishna himself. He says that reverential love doesn't do much for me. Hmm? Hmm. Um, but when, when, when Nanda and Yashoda chastise me, that's, that's so much sweeter than the recitation of, of the Vedas. And when my friends wrestle me to the ground and defeat me hmm? in, in sportive uh, games, in, in, in the forest, I take uh, a great pleasure in this. And when my lover doesn't allow me to enter into the forest uh, chamber hmm, of, of love, this uh, really excites me. And, and, if, and, 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 of course, we find Krishna to be this kind of excited uh, and very moving uh, flowing personality. I've said before that if we look on the spectrum within Hinduism of the forms of the Godhead, beginning with the form that's in one sense closest to us, the Vishnu in his three forms as the Purushas in the heart, as the heart, in the heart, as the heart of the universe, and as the the, the source of the worlds, the Paramatma, he is characteristically Still, he is a witness who reflects. His movement is driven by his association with, by his, by his, by his um, involvement with two shaktis, Maya Shakti and the Jiva Shakti, the Tatasta Shakti, that we are a unit of. This is what. 
moves the paramatma, not much, but enough to be a witness, to reflect, to sanction things that Brahman, that other form of the Godhead, doesn't do. It's completely still. And the identification with Brahman, even in a wholesome sense, um, other than what is pr- proposed in, in, in Advaita Vedanta, for example, um, is a, 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 a union that ends in peace, quietude, hmm? no sense of differentiation. The object of love in yoga is, 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 is the Paramatma, so there's some differentiation. There's the yogi and then there's the yogeshwar. Hmm? But when we go to Bhagwan, then the Swarup Shakti, not the Jiva Shakti and the Maya Shakti, is, is, is fully in play. Hmm? And this Shakti makes him as playful as, as the Godhead can be. And moving, dancing, um, Paramatma is still, hmm? and witnessing, hmm? he is the object of Shantarasa which has no interest in, in leelas or the qualities of Bhagavan, but just the beatific vision of the great Yogeshwar. Hmm? Uh, and, and again, from the, from, from the Paramatma, we go to, the, to Narayan and Vaikuntha, there's Vilas there, so the, 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 there's movement there, the Sarup Shakti is operative. Hmm? But those pastimes are... Mm, are not such that they keep Narayan up at night. Let's put it like that. Hmm? But in Golok, in Brajlok, then Krishna practically cannot sleep. Hmm? So much he is, the, the God that is animated there by the Sarup Shakti, by Bhakti, by love. So much so that the Godias put their emphasis, and appropriately so, on love itself, on Bhakti itself, on Bhakti Devi. Herself, with their exclamation, Jai Radhe, the Mahabhav Swarupini, the full form of, of love that's, that's fully animating the Godhead. More emphasis on her than on him. She is that um, which draws both the Jiva and Bhagawan. To meeting point. She is deity and ideal of devotion both in one. Krishna is only the deity, <laughs> not the ideal of devotion as well. Hmm. Um, so very special uh, to us, very central to us. And, and, and that interaction between these two, this is what the Ragmarg is about, the union and separation of Radha and Krishna. This is the central theme of, of the Brajlok. Everything is moving around that uh, and, and supporting um, roles, directly and indirectly participating in that. Hmm? So to enter into that intimate affair, we said the other day that the Godhead is, is non-dual consciousness and the consciousness of that consciousness is love. Hmm? So to enter into that love affair, such a deep idea, really, it's so far beyond just the difference between matter and consciousness, which itself is huge, and and 
renders one silent. What can I say about something that's undefinable, that's not comparable to anything because it's not a thing, and so on and so forth. And all this abstract kind of thinking comes into, into play and the feeling that there's something beyond thought, it's me, something beyond words. And, and then, then, then so far beyond that, what is my prospect hmm? in, 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 in conjunction with, in connection with, with bhakti, in connection with realizing myself as a unit of consciousness via the, 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 the methodology that leads to the madness of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. Well, this is this is a really a, a something you, you should really be on the edge of your seat about this. You've heard it too many times. It's gone in there, in your ear, circled around in your head, and you understand it hmm? Hmm? Uh, a little bit intellectually, and it sounds stimulating for a while. And then, if it only stays there, then your intellect wants more food. Hmm? something more to chew on, something like that. So the, the objective here is, is that a little bit of it can go into the heart and start to do the important work. And we're going to talk about that important work here in the context of this next verse, which is now exclusively about bhakti itself, about rag bhakti. He said, Madjita madgita prana, bodayanta parasparam, katayantas chamam nityam, tushanti cha so here, the primary uh, limbs, limbs of the body of Rag Bhakti are singled out. Madchita. The word madchita means here it refers to smaranam or meditation. Madchita hmm? madgata prana bodayanta parasparam. Bodayanta parasparam refers to hearing, shravanam. Hmm? And katayantas chamam nityam refers to kirtanam. So, shravanam, kirtanam, smaranam. You say it now. Shravanam, kirtanam, smaranam. Right? Hearing, chanting, meditating. These are three of the nine limbs of bhakti given by Mahajan Prahlad. Hmm? And... They are the three main limbs of the body of Raghavakti. So they're very important to us. Throughout the Bhagavatam, their virtues are extolled. Again and again and again and again. More so than any other angas of bhakti. The Bhagavat itself being, of course, ultimately about the kind of ideal that we're speaking about. I liken it to the book itself, the Bhagavat, the sequel to the Gita. Not chronologically, perhaps in time, or academically speaking, but, but theistically speaking, in terms of the content. Hmm? So, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam. They're emphasized here. He said in the previous verse, they do this kind of bhakti to me, who know me to be the object of love. They have access then to a kind of bhakti hmm, that I, as the perfect object of love, only, and only I reciprocate in terms of. Hmm? So, how does that look? What does that look like? That 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 bhakti that they do. It looks like this. It looks like 
Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam. And one other thing is mentioned here. Hmm? What is that? That which fuels the hearing, the chanting, and the meditating. Madgata prana. Madgata prana. Madgata prana means, means that literally means that I am, for, 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 for these devotees on this path, I am their, their breath. Hmm? Madgata prana. Prana means the, their, their life air. Hmm? So just like we uh, depend on breathing to live, hmm? we do it without thinking, without any calculation, and without it, we, we don't live. So these ragmarg bhaktas on the ragmarg proper, this hearing, chanting, and meditating is like our breathing is to us. Hmm? They're living and breathing hmm? only to hear, chant, and remember Krishna. This in the, in the language of Rupa Goswami is called lobha. Hmm? Rupa Goswami, Goswami has called it in his Bhakti Sandarbha, ruchi. Hmm? It means respectively greed and taste. A taste driven, an eagerness a gre- that reaches the pitch of greed for the ideal hmm? fuels their hearing their chanting, and their uh, meditation. This is something that, it should be fairly obvious, is not generally um, accomplished overnight, not arrived at overnight. Hmm? Here the greed that Rupa Goswami refers to implies an absence, obviously, of ordinary greed and other... um, unsavory qualities that we may find prominent in our lives. Hmm? The commentator Mukunda Goswami of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, one of the ancient commentators, made a statement in this regard. He said that the bhava bhakti of the path of vaidhi bhakti, which is different than rag bhakti, hmm? I said, this madgata prana, this loba, this ruchi, is the driving force behind, behind the hearing and the chanting in rag bhakti. In vaiti bhakti, there's a different driving force. The driving force is fear of repeated birth and death, hmm? or the prospect of, of living in, in, in God's kingdom. Hmm? The perfect... Prime Minister, the perfect president, hmm? living in his his domain, hmm? um, a dutiful type of impetus for hearing and chanting because it should be done, because it is the right thing to do, because he is God, he should be glorified. This is the driving force behind the Vaidhi Bhakti. In Rag Bhakti, it's very different. The driving force is attraction, ruchi, greed to, to be associated with Krishna, like the people of Vrindavan, as described in the Bhagavatam. Hmm? 
It's really kind of a madness. Hmm? <coughs> and Mukunda Goswami, one of the commentators, has said what? As I'm, as I'm um, pointing out, that this greed, this ruchi, this driving force for rag bhakti is more rarely attained hmm, than bhava bhakti on the Vaidhi Marg, which Rupa Goswami said is Sudurlaba. Durlaba means rare and difficult. And Sudurlaba means what? Very difficult. <laughs> very, very rare. Very difficult. Hmm? So, Bhava Bhakti is the goal of Vaidhi Sadhana Bhakti. Bhava Bhakti is also the goal of Raganuga Sadhana Bhakti. Hmm? But the goal of Vaidhi Bhakti Bhava Bhakti, that Bhava that's so rarely attained, is more easily attained than the full sense of ruchi or lobha, that is the driving force of rag bhakti. So this is not something that comes overnight. Now we may feel like, well, what are we doing here, and why are we talking about this? Most of us, to be honest with you, are not even really practicing vaidhi bhakti. We are not even driven by fear of birth and death while we are living in the mouth of death. Hmm? Should we talk about it and get motivated, at least for Vaidhi Bhakti? Hmm? It's become our religion. Hmm? It's become the Muzak, something that we're reminded of sometimes on Facebook. Hmm? When somebody rarely says something hmm, out of the ordinary, something about Krishna uh, or something accurate about Krishna or the philosophy that underlies Gaudi Vaishnavism. That's difficult to find there. <coughs> this is our unfortunate condition. Hmm? We are living in the jaws of death. That's a fact. Hmm? We will all die and we are all in the very much involved in the act of, of acquisition, subtle or gross. And we miss the point, the point I was making to bringing up to Kamalaksha this morning, that, that, that you can only take with you, but we can only take, you can only keep what you give, something like that. Only much, as much as you give is as much as you can keep. Whatever you take in a life of material acquisition that you cannot keep at the time of death. You can only keep what you've given. That sounds pretty zen, but (laughs) it's true. When you give, and the more that you can hone the giving so that it really is giving, this is what Krishna consciousness is about. This is why we say we have to find the center, Krishna, who can take completely, then we are in a good position to give completely, at least partly. We at least know where to give it. Hmm? And then how to give it without attachment to getting and so forth, that is a culture. Hmm? Hmm? But even if we give in the wrong place or a not perfect place, let's say, that in terms of its ability to, res- to respond and give us the experience that giving is getting, hmm? 
still does good, and to whatever extent we give, we can only that's what we will keep. We grow by giving. We become a better person. We become more qualified for giving hmm? and for living. So we emphasize the point. It's cute. It's poetic and so forth. But to put in practice to be a giver, hmm? it's uh, not so easy. And, and people like to clamor on the internet about with raised fists about equality and justice and how we're being exploited and so forth by the corporate and this, that and so forth and it's true, it's true. Somebody asked me not so long ago in a class, a young man, that, you know, I was speaking along these lines and, and generally said, but what about, you know, you know, they're doing this and they're doing that and he was speaking about the government, the corporations, uh, the Google search engine, you know, whatever, taking over your life and exploiting you. And the 99, in the United States, they have this, you know, that the 1%, the one-tenth of 1% has all the more wealth than, and so much of the, more than 50% of the rest of the people and so forth. And so people are a little attuned to the fact that, that or the idea that they're being exploited. Hmm? But, you know, they just talk about it. <laughs> if, if you really thought about it, why don't you get out and do something then about it? Join a campaign. Become, you know, help somebody's political campaign. Get out there. Put up posters or something, you know. Uh, if you, if you, be the change, as Gandhi said. Don't just talk about it. It's your waste of time. Hmm? And then you just cry, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. Hmm? That's not going to help you very much. Hmm? If you can see, hmm, there's, a, there's, a, there's a problem clearly, hmm? then you do something about it. Hmm? If you think there are takers and cheaters, I told the boy, who is the they? Hmm? I said, you have to understand, you are they. Hmm? You are taking. Hmm? Ultimately, it comes to that. We are all on the take. Hmm? Jiva jiva sajivanam. One living being is food for another. Hmm? So we had to start. We had to start to stop. You know, this one fellow. He asked me for initiation. A nice fellow. I said, Well, give us some time. Let's see. You know, you study. You like to listen to my talks. And, and so he was regularly. I would see him on the Facebook uh, making statements about Gaudiya Vaishnavism, it doesn't do this, it doesn't do that. It, it, you know, what does it do for the gay people, you know, and, and, the, and the human rights? And What does it do for this cause or that cause? And I never said it, but I'm about to say, what are you doing for those things? Are you, do, are you just talking about this? Or, you know, Gaudiya Vaishnavism is a real life, a real world life. It's just a living in the world from a certain perspective. Hmm? Hmm? It stands up for all good things, all right things, all relative truths, even, in their time, as well as absolute truth. And, of course, it's misinterpreted by many people and abused and, 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 and so forth, and that has to be addressed, and we try, you know, we try to do that repeatedly. But, at any rate, the point is here that, that we have to do something, with our lives. We have to change our lives. Hmm? Such a beautiful opportunity. Mahaprabhu's dispensation is the Ragmarg. Hmm? He says in Chaitanya Charitamrita, I'm not interested in, in Vaidhi Bhakti. It doesn't do anything for me. 
And I want to give the opportunity to others to be involved in that which really means something to me, which is really about me. People want things from me, as I sometimes say, Krishna says. He thinks that's really dumb. You're not a thing and you want things because you think by having things you'll be more and you're not a thing. Okay, so you pray to me for this or that. So that's not very interesting. Other people don't want things. They want to get away from things altogether and be free. Be a mukta. You say, well, that's something too, but it's not very. It's not about me, really. Only very remotely is it about me. I have the power to give it such freedom. Hmm? And some people then some people want to worship me dutifully. Hmm? That's a little bit more about me, but that in doing so, there's always this distance between them and me. I'm up here on the altar, and I got no friends. I mean, I got no really. I have no friend. Nobody I can like. Who can I talk to about this? They're all worshiping me, and there's nobody to say, you know. What do you think? You know, how do you feel? How do you like it? Nobody else is getting it. It's all centered on me, and it's it's appropriate. It's right, but I kind of feel alone up here. Something like that. Hmm? Hmm? And then Krishna. Hmm. Krishna Swayam Bhagavan means Krishna, God being Swayam, being Himself. Hmm? When the president becomes Himself. Right? The president is a role, but he has another life. So, who's interested in that? Practically nobody, he says. Therefore, if we become a little interested in that, Krishna would become very interested in us. Send us some good guidance. And then explain to us the steps to enter into that. That's what this verse is about. We should try to hear and think of the, of the prospects that are out there. Your mind can go over many ideas of what you could do with yourself and so forth. Even if you don't believe in this, it's still a better idea than what you could come up with. Hmm? <laughs> it's still more fun you know, to think about and pursue. And there's good reason to believe in it. We have good examples of people who are deeply immersed in this and, and their lives are attractive to us and um, compelling hmm? and laden with meaning. Hmm? And, and, and they are practically... Myself, for example, I'm a very poor example of it, but for in, in over 40 years of my life, I mean, I'm doing service. It's a ter- certain kind of service, but I'm in the service industry. <laughs> so I recommend it. Uh, something like that. I'm convinced that you can only take what you give. Hmm? Nothing else. Hmm? So, uh, <clears throat> we have to move from letting this, such a great idea, such an extraordinary idea that it, that it, that it bristles the hairs of, on Krishna's head. Hmm? Allowing that to, to, through rationalization and and by the by other influences and so forth, just settle into a, a religion, something I have in my life that I do sometimes, like Shangri Paul said, we're going to come to the festival and pretend to be devotees for a week. 
Right? Yes, so, that's not good. Right? <laughs> that's not good. That may be a reality, so it needs to be addressed, but that's not good. A great opportunity has come before you. Don't let that happen to you. Keep, keep in good association that this idea might stay alive and at least be motivated by the fact, the undeniable fact, that you're living in the jaws of death. That's a fact. Hmm? About to be swallowed at any moment and all your ideas about yourself and what you could be and are and should be and like to feel it, write about it, poeticize about it and so forth. And, and, and to the extent that it's not about these things, about the atma, about the self, hmm? it'll all be forgotten. Hmm? It'll all be for naught. This is the motivation for Bhadi Bhakti. It can be pretty driving. <laughs> Prabhupada was good at emphasizing it. He got us pretty scared. Hmm. Or you're in you're you're going to take birth again and it's going to be painful and you'll go into it and so on and so forth. Hmm. You know, I tend not to wield that particular um, weapon or instrument or, or principle, but uh but it but it's uh I see it may be important, it may be useful. Hmm? He gave the laws. You have to chant 16 rounds or you will turn into a pumpkin at midnight if you're not done by that time. Hmm? And I see it helped his students. Hmm? It drove them into practice and they got some experience. Unfortunately, now years later, without his association and the confusion that arose afterwards, many of them are somewhat disenfranchised from practice and from understanding and so forth. But during his time, his disciples were better than my disciples in terms of their practice, their commitment, and the experience that they derived from it. Hmm? When I look and I see the pictures, sometimes I see some movie of Los Angeles, 1972, and I see this one and that one, and, and so and I cry. I th- I see them in their full in their full sarup, hmm? their full form, like they have four arms. But of course, they're not in Vaikuntha, so they don't. But that's just a way of talking about. It. They're 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 so dedicated to Prabhupada, and they they're so hanging on his every not a word, but but movement, even gesture, and and trying to derive meaning and direction from it, and happy. Hmm? And the whole world is going on, whatever, Vietnam War or this election or that one or the latest wave of music has come from Europe to the Americas and so forth and, and they are really oblivious to it. Hmm? And, and they're not even well-reasoned. Hmm? But the blissful. Hmm? You're getting some taste for Bhakti. That's what they can't ever let go. They, most, so many of them, they just can't let go of Prabhupada and then they, they keep, you know, whatever he says, they, 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 they twist it into the you know, best possible meaning and so on and so forth. So, we need to be driven to practice hmm, in such a way hmm, that our eligibility for fully trelly treading the rag marg Will, will accrue. Hmm? A, a good example of the someone who's eligible for the Ragmarg hmm? 
and, and I'll get to why we are, which is interesting, even though we don't even have the, the, the kind of driving force uh, for going to church on Sunday even. They <laughs> go once a year, maybe. Um, or, uh, or, you know, serious Vaidhi Bhakti and, and, and so on. Um, uh, still, we're, we're qualified for Rag Bhakti, and I'll get to that. But a good example of someone who's really qualified, fully qualified, is, uh, is uh, from our sacred text, is Raghunandas Goswami. We look at his life. It's a beautiful story. You should read it. Hmm? From Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm? Das Goswami, as a young man, was, was from a very wealthy family. And his family members, his elders, were close associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his family. Vishwambar Mishra, hmm? the Brahmin boy of Nadia, who would become a Vaishnav. Hmm? and had become a sannyasin, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. And Raghunath Das developed some attraction for him and wanted to join him. Hmm? He was blessed by Nityananda Prabhu at Panihati to have that opportunity hmm? in due course. But his religious parents, they're more religious than you are devotees. Hmm? <laughs> They're more Krishna conscious in that sense. The religious parents were, were fine with the idea of their son being religious, but, you know, let's not be fanatical, was more or less their idea. So they, they wanted to protect him from getting carried away. Hmm? So they gave, arranged a beautiful wife for him, as was the system in those days, and assistants, and... They even got him a good guru and everything. He had a boy who had everything from a religious point of view. But, of course, it wasn't enough for him. He had rag. He had lobha to join the camp of Chaitanya Dev, who is now in Jagannath Puri with, with, with his principal associates and performing the Rathiyatra. Mahaprabhu had told him, you can join me, but... Uh, but, but you have to wait and look for the right opportunity. Hmm? So raging within, he had this desire. And when opportunity came, hmm, his Diksha Guru said, I'm not feeling well tonight. I would like you to take attend to the deity seva. Hmm? Yes, I will do, Gurudev. Hmm? And Gurudev retired, and Raghunath skipped out on the Arctic. <laughs> He disobeyed his guru, Hmm. even. Hmm. What kind of person is this? Hmm. And he walked from Nadia to Jagannath Puri and not by the road, because he knew, my parents will go over the road and they will look for me. Indeed, they sent about ten men out walking the road to Puri to find him. Hmm. They went so far, they realized he, he didn't go by the road. He went through the, to, the, to the jungle and the cow pastures, slept in barns overnight. Hmm? It took him a, a dozen days to get to Puri. Hmm? And he didn't think about eating or sleeping. He was breathing only hmm? for, for joining Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Internally, he was meditating on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? thinking about him, remembering his form, his qualities, his dispensation, no. His Leela, hmm? Namo Mahabodhanaya, 
कृष्ण प्रेम प्रदायते कृष्णाय कृष्ण चैतन्य नाम में गौर श्री नम सो ब्यूटिफुल रूप गोस्वामी Gaurathishayam is the root of his name Sri Krishna Chaitanya his name is Krishna his form is golden hmm? his quality is his is 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 magnanimity hmm? his leelas is 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 a distribution of prem hmm? his quality of his magnanimity his leela hmm? Krishna prema pradayate he was thinking like verses like this hmm? and he arrived in puri and there he was given the shelter of a siksha guru appointed an appointed guru appointed by chaitanya mahaprabhu hmm namara swarup the secretary of chaitanya dev hmm he became in the words of chaitanya mahaprabhu the ragu ragu swarupe ragu hmm the ragu there are many ragunas but this is the ragu of swarup he belonged to swarup hmm in still he asked mahap he asked swarup ragnath asked him three times could i hear something directly from from mahaprabhu himself hmm? and the petition was placed before mahaprabhu was swarup damodar and he said mahaprabhu told he doesn't understand hmm? i'm not cheating him i'm putting him in your hands because you you know more than i do i'm here to learn from you Hmm? About the Radha Bhav that you are so familiar with—that's my mission. Hmm? I'm putting Sarup in, in your hands. But all right, he keeps asking, so I will tell him something. Hmm? What did he say? We think, what did he say? What did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu say to such a qualified Ragbarg Bhakta? Hmm? What kind of esoteric teaching would he give him? What did he say? He said, "Don't eat too much. Don't don't eat for the satisfaction of the tongue only. Hmm? Don't wear fancy clothes. Don't be just conscious of the latest fashions and be driven by that. Hmm? Don't gossip with ordinary people about ordinary things. Gramikata hmm? no shunive. No time for politics and this." all this thing. Hmm. Prophet's contemporaries were doing politics in the tea shops and he was bringing back the Godhead magazine. Hmm. Read this. He had learned what is Swaraj from Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, not from Gandhi. Hmm. What is Mukti? What is liberation? Hmm. Liberation from the British so we can be oppressed by some Indian man hmm. or woman. Hmm. No, to go beyond nationalism, it's a disease. Nationalism, hmm? it's a disease, and it's causing so many problems. Hmm? These are the kind of things Mahaprabhu told him, very basic things. Hmm? And he said, and other things you learn from Sarup, hmm? more confidential things you learn learn from him. Hmm? And then what did Mahaprabhu say? One other thing. Hmm? 
this mandate, the decorum of the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's devotees. They should be decorated in this way with these qualities of humility, hmm? like a blade of grass, tolerance like a tree, hmm? expect no honor for themselves, always giving honor to others. Hmm? This, these are their regulative principles. This is their decorum, how they should conduct themselves. In this way they can chant consistently, without interruption. Their bhajan will not be, will be beyond the learning curve, will be straight, straight but not narrow. It will become broad in prospect. Hmm? Hmm. And in, 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 in rules will turn into realizations and other further implications that one previously could not understand. A living thing. Hmm? Hmm. We should try to bring our bhakti to this, to to this interim goal. Hmm? These are the kind of advices given to Raghunathas who lived in Puri with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu under the guidance of Surabhadamara. When both of them left the world, he went to Vrindavan. Hmm? And there he met Rup Sanatan and he came under their tutelage further. And there he lived on the banks of the, of the Radhakund. And there he wrote his books like Bilap Kusumanjali and Sri Vaisad Pura Prem, The Cream of Prem, these kind of books. Hmm? Detailing his, his inner life on the Rag Marg, the epiphanies, inner epiphany experience, and putting them on, on paper. The Prayujan Tattva, Acharya, the Acharya Narayana that, that, that has said so much about the ideal, the goal to us, hmm? explained it poetically. This is a person who's an example. If you want to know what is an example of someone who qualified for the Ragmarg, we can say Raghunathas Goswami. Now we are, we are lost, it would seem. <laughs> what is our prospect? Hmm? But Shijiva Goswami comes to our rescue. Hmm? What does he say? He said, do not be, do not despair. Hmm? You find a person. Hmm? You become attracted to Braj Bhakti. Why is that? Because you met somebody who has experience of that, like Prabhupada. Hmm? had, this was his driving force. Hmm? So they met him without an understanding, Rag, Vaidhi, what, any, any, they became attracted to Vrindavan, hmm? Krishna and Vrindavan, basically. Hmm? So, Jiva Goswami has given the term, Ajata Ruchi Raganuga Sadhana. It sounds like an oxymoron because ajata means uh, like in whom ruchi has not taken birth, hmm? has not yet arisen. Well, that's the qualification, this, this taste, feeling, attachment for these leelas of, 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 of braj the driving force that fuels the hearing and the chanting of the Raga Bhakta. So if you don't have the taste, how can you be a Raga Bhakta? So Raga Bhakti without a taste. Well, that's very generous. Hmm? What he means by that is that somehow we become 
by good association, attracted to the idea. Hmm? We have no other qualification, and we have other attractions at the same time that are in, the, in our way, but we've identified it as our ideal, and that through a particular sadhu who, in a compelling way, has exemplified and taught that to us. And so we become attached to that person. And then we apply ourselves in hearing, chanting, and remembering in a very, in, 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 in a serious way, as if we are in the jaws of death. And, and we, we, because we are doing that hmm, with an ideal other than reverential love of God, hmm, we can combine the practices and the motive also behind rag bhakti to some extent to, to, to drive our practice in such a way that our eligibility for rag marg will, will grow. Hmm? And as it does, then we can implement all of the practices of Rag Bhakti. They're basically three practices. Hmm? Practices are to remember the beautiful leelas hmm? of Krishna that one is attracted to hmm? in Vrindavan. Hmm? Two, to serve in a sadhaka deha, a practitioner's body, and in a meditative internal um, <coughs> spiritual body. Hmm? And three, to fortify this, these practices with hearing and chanting and other um, associated limbs of Vaidhi Bhakti, other than those that are aimed at promoting reverential love of God, of which there are a few. Hmm? This is what Rag Bhakti is about. Hmm? And among these practices, the second one, serving in the Siddhadeya and in the, sad- in, in the Sadaka Deya and in the Siddhadeya. Notice the, the word has been used by Rupa Goswami. Seva, Sadaka Rupena, Siddha Rupena, Chatrahi. Seva. It is Seva. Hmm? It is service. There's a serving ego that's at the core of both of these bodies, the, the practitioner's body and the internal meditative body. Hmm? A serving attitude. Hmm? Serving takes service will take the shape of friendly love or romantic love in due course. But at the core, it's the serving ego. Hmm? And as the, the sadhaka day is developed, a work in progress, the senses are fully engaged in, re, in bhakti in relation to spiritual sense objects or for the pleasure of Krishna's senses. As this external bhakti is developed, correspondingly, prospect for internal bhakti arises. This meditative body will arise hmm, naturally. Kirtana Prabhavi Smarana Swabhavi was a famous statement of Bhakti Siddhanta Sasmita at the top of the force of Kirtan. And he had a dynamic idea about Kirtan. I just got a beautiful letter from my disciple Gorsundar, some of you know, in Madhavan. I had engaged him in going out and preaching. Um, he's never done preaching to the public. So some classes he's given at Madhavan, but I deemed him qualified. I said, You go to Cartago, 
several hours away, and some devotees there. You, you give the class at night, Saturday night, and then Sunday afternoon for the, for the they have a Sunday program there. And they they wanted my association. I said, when I'm not here, you go there every other week and spend the weekend with them and nourish them with our bhakti. So he went. Hmm. I said, give a series of talks. Speak about Shikshastakam every Saturday night and then the Sunday feast, whatever you talk about. Hmm. So he gave a class on uh, the Shikshastakam. Hmm. And the devotees kept asking question after question and went on. Next morning was the Mangalarti. And after the Mangalarti, they turned and said, can we ask more questions? So he gave a second class, all the questions. And then the Sunday feast came and he gave Sunday feast talk. Hmm. And everybody was very happy, and he wrote to me, he said, I'm finding this, 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 this preaching is very powerful. It's really helping my practice, my, 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 my sadhana, my japa, and so forth. It's very powerful. He's experiencing this. Kirtana prabhavi smarana svabhavi. When you sit to remember and do nam, nam, nam smarana. Have you been engaged seriously in kirtan, this, this, this kind of kirtan, you can imagine, it occupied him. I've got to talk now, and what I'm going to say has to make sense, and people are listening, and my Gurudev sent me here, and I'm, uh, in a, in a, in a, I have to perform here. So you naturally you start to go internal, and you pray for the, the power, and, and so on. So it's very consuming. Hmm? And so then to sit and chant, and he said, oh, my time was, was well spent, and and so on. So, it's very practical. Mm-hmm. He is the test- testifying to the experience. <coughs> and the, uh, the, the statement of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Mm-hmm. You don't have to force and think, I've got to run now and get my Siddhadeya from somebody, otherwise I'll only be doing Vaiti Bhakti and everything will be lost. And, and, and meanwhile, yes, you can tread the path of Rag Bhakti even without ruchi, in an appropriate way. But you don't have to have a clean heart to do that. But to effectively meditate, you do. So to incorporate that particular practice effectively, meaningfully, it, it, smarnam does require something more than simply the faith that kirtan in, doesn't require. What is the beginning of kirtan? What is the first step? Hmm? What is the first step of kirtan? What happens to you in the fir- when you first do kirtan? What does Mahaprabhu say? Cheto darpana marjanam. Here the word is used. Madchita. Chita, cheta. Same thing. Madchita, madgatapa. He says, you have to cleanse the chitta. The chitta, so this rag bhakti is very uh, centered on this meditation. This is the big thing that everybody's attracted to. Meditate on the siddhadeha, on Krishna Leela. I want to do that. That sounds really attractive. It's very good. But we, we want to do that and we, we, we neglect sometimes in the name of doing that the gift that's already been given us in the form of a sadhaka deha. Hmm? A practitioner's body. Mahaprabhu says at the time of initiation you get a practitioner's body. Hmm? You wear the neck beads like this and then you act a certain way hmm? with that body. But they live within certain parameters. Hmm? Don't complain to me if you don't live within those parameters. Hmm? I give it medicine. Don't complain if you don't take it that it's not working. Hmm? And if you say, I tried to take it, then take more. Hmm? <laughs> take more and take it in good association. Hmm? 
<coughs> Excuse me. So everybody wants to sit a day ahead, but nobody, not too many want to really exercise, uh, undergo, go through the exercise of developing the sadhaka deha. Hmm? Both things are there. Hmm? And one follows the other, naturally. Hmm? So this is central to ragbhakti, but so is eligibility. Hmm? Hmm? And that is true beauty, right? Knowing what you're qualified for and what you're not and acting accordingly and appropriately. Hmm? So everything in time, smarnam is important. It's about the chitta. It's it's internal. Hmm? We can chant with the tongue and listen with the ears and so on and so forth and we can um, use our various limbs to engage in archan and so on. But the antakarna, the antakarna is made up of a chitta, a buddhi, manas, and ankar. This is a real thing. There is something called subtle matter. There is psychic matter, physical matter and psychic matter. Scientific community will come to this in due course. Already there are people in the scientific community in the pursuit of understanding consciousness who think that they have to posit some type of psychic matter that's a different category of matter than the physical matter that has certain laws and we'll figure that out in due course of time and then we'll understand consciousness is just matter, psychic matter. Hmm? <coughs> there are some category dualists. Hmm? Keep try- The more they have tried to take consciousness and reduce it to physical matter, the more they've had to expand the conception of physical matter to try to, to, to keep making it work so to speak. So then the idea of psychic matter. Hmm? This is an old idea um, from that's uh, embraced by practically all the Indian traditions, all the schools of Vedanta and Yoga. Hmm? And what we refer to in English, I don't know what the word is in Polish, but the same idea, mind is really a fourfold internal faculty, chitta, buddhi, Manas and Ankar. What do they mean? It means something like this. It means awareness, understanding, um, desire, and identification. Let's say you hear a sound. So you're aware of it. Now this happens very quickly, what I'm going to talk about. You're aware of a sound, and then you understand the sound. That's, the awareness is chitta. Then you understand the sound. That's buddhi. It's a bell. Bong, bell. You're aware of it. You identify it. You understand it as a bell. And then the manas decides whether you like the bell or you don't like the bell. Do you find it desirable or undesirable? Hmm? So determination is made by the manas. I like it. I like a bell. Bong, bell. I like bell. Hmm? And then identity. Hmm? Identity based on the liking or not liking. Hmm? Ahankar. Hmm? So this is how the subtle, in a very simple way, how this subtle body works. And what happened, what the situation at present for us is what? The chitta, let's talk about here, mudchitta, their chitta becomes me. Hmm? Their chitta becomes... Uh, 
bhava, bhakti takes over the chitta. Now our chitta is taken over by something else. So many impressions, we call samskars, impressions from this life and previous lives, from interaction with, <coughs> with, the, with, 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 with matter. All these impressions, and these impressions are driving us. They're, they're the driving force, so to speak. Hmm? And, we are, and, and then they are even obscure booty when we make choices, we, we have a hunkar. So, here we, so Mahabhu says, to begin with the chitta, we've got to clean that out. And we do it in the context of bhakti, in Namsankirtan, for example, and so the, the, the impressions that are material are cleansed off of the metaphorical mirror of the chitta, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says we should margin them, we should, we should clean. Hmm? So if you have a mirror and I, you, I put it here, it's going to reflect whatever I put on it. Hmm? Right? If I take it and I clean that impression off, if you will, and turn it towards Krishna, it only reflects Krishna. So this is what we're doing. We want to cleanse the chitta of impressions and that in the context of putting impressions of bhakti on our chitta. Now, if you understand this properly, you'll understand that what we're talking about here is not a rational process. Don't try to arrest all this. You try to understand it with your intellect, but try to understand this. Something's happening that transcends intellectual exercise. The chitta is influenced when you're initiated, when, you're, when you chant, when you're associated with advanced devotees. The chitta is getting impressions of bhakti. Hmm? That's what's happening. That's why it's good to be in good association, even if you don't know it. It's very practical. I mean, from our material experience, we know that we get impressions from what we associate with, and it determines what we'll be like. (coughs) So, without thinking about it, without understanding it, beyond an intellectual kind of exercise, the chitta is influenced. Cleansed of through bhakti, and we get of of material impressions, and we get bhakti sangskars, bhakti sangskar. Hmm? This bhakti sangskar then will determine our our ideal and our ability to pursue the ideal. Hmm? As the chitta becomes cleansed, then the impressions that are on it become more clear hmm? and the ideal starts to manifest. The ideal, what is the ideal in Gaudiya Vaishnavism? The ideal in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Prayojam, the goal, hmm? the highest ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is to experience as far as possible the love of Radha for Krishna. Rupa Goswami says this is possible in Ujwal rasa. Hmm? He explains in Bhakti Rasa medicine. Ujwal rasa means Madhurya rasa. Hmm? He wrote a verse also that's cited by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, an important verse, a verse that he used, Kaviraj, to give blessings to his audience in Chaitanya Charitamrita. You know the verse. Anarpita charim charat kurnayabhati nakalo samarpayitam unatudra rasam sabhakti sriyam unatudra rasa Unato ujvala rasa. The highest reach of what Mahaprabhu came to give is this. And faithful to Rupa Goswami, 
hmm, who mentions this in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Utval Rasa means Madhura Rasa. And amongst the two he says, this Tadbhavich Mai, this this type of Madhura Rasa is 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 is, is better. Hmm? There's Sambhog and Tadbhav. Sambhog means to want to have direct union with Krishna for his pleasure. Hmm? And Tadbhav means not to want to have direct union with Krishna, but to want to serve someone who does and assist her. Hmm? Hmm? He says this is better. This is the preferred type. Hmm? And faithful to Rupa Goswami, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, hmm? explains in the conversation between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Ramananda Roy in Chaitanya Charitamrita, where the goal and the method is described, what does it come to? The goal is Gopi Bhav, and the method is Gopi Bhav, is <laughs> the kind of bhakti that we're talking about. This is the goal. Hmm? There, Krishna Skabharas Goswami says, not only, he doesn't say it directly, but this is what he's saying, not only is it Tadbhav Yachamayi, which is shared by different types of gopis, for example, friends of Radha, but a type of gopi in this type of Madhurya Rasa that never wants to personally associate with Krishna in, in intimacy. Hmm? This is only the, the handmaidens uh, of, of Radha. I mean, there may be handmaidens of other gopis, but our interest is in, in Radha. So he makes very clear. In fact, he says, the, the, the unity of Radha and Krishna hmm, sought after by each of them, hmm, hmm, the melting of, of Radha and Krishna together in which they don't know the difference between one another. Hmm. Radharani has said through the pen of, of Kavikarnapur that anyone who says I love you doesn't understand anything about love. They know nothing about love. Because when you say I love you, there's I and you. Hmm? There's some separation. Hmm? What is found in the Chaitanya Charitamrita in Ramana Sambhad is that is that the pranai this melting of the hearts of Radha and Krishna and, and, and so they come out, Krishna's wearing Radha's clothes and Radha's wearing Krishna's clothes. It's the way of talking about it. <coughs> this is only possible, which is their ideal, with the assistance of these handmaidens, Manjari. It's only possible with them. This is the ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. That said, of course, we should, as a footnote, hmm, um, state that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there is no one person hmm, among Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates who did more to make this known and possible hmm, and brought more devotees to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu than who? Nitai Chand, Jai. He, as I've often said, started Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Mahaprabhu taught him to chant about Krishna. He said, forget that. We'll chant about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We'll chant Gaur Nam. Vajagauranga Kahagauranga. Lahagauranga Namuri. Yejana Gauranga Bhaji. Sayamar Pramri. He said, those who chant the name of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who teach about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that these people, they're purchased by me. Some people get purchased by him. That just happens. He is the reflective light. Gaurasundar is like the sun, bright hmm, and beautiful, rising on the, on the 
on the flat lands of Bengal, hmm? the rice rice lands. It's so beautiful to stand and see the sun popping up above, just above the horizon. It's as if you could run out and touch it and embrace it. It's in such a nice form because it's not so bright that you cannot look at it. Hmm? It looks like you could reach and 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 and, and embrace it. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would like this. He liked the sun, but very... Hmm, approachable. Hmm? Approachable. Hmm? He appeared in Bengal, but not alone. Hmm? If we are to compare him to the sun rising, what would we compare his other self, Nityananda Prabhu, to? The full moon rising at the same time. Hmm? And the moon is a reflective light. Right? We talked about this the other day. The moon reflects the light of the sun. So Chaitanya Prabhu was reflecting the light of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and shedding light back on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <coughs> look here, look here. He started Gaudiya Vaishnava. Before the Goswami's books were ever written and all these high talks and so forth, he knew it all. He said, this is the person, this is what it's all about. Worship him and you don't have to be too sophisticated about it. You don't even need to know too much. Just chant and be happy. Hmm? This is what he was like. Chant and be happy. Hmm? And take prasad and chant again and be happy. This is his, his modus operandus, if you will, the way he conducted himself. And so some people, just few people, get affected by him. Hmm? And he's, he is he is the personification of Sakirasa, hmm? Balram himself, coming with Prajnananda and Krishna, hmm? his best friend and helper. Hmm? He's very much interested in seeing that this Madhurya Rasa is is allowed to go on. I've said before he is the Maryad Guru of Chaitanya of, of Krishna in, in Lila in Krishna Lila. It means he 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 makes sure Krishna is behaving properly. This is Balaram's role. Hmm? But we may ask, why then <coughs> does he allow those romantic affairs to go on? Because they're supposed to go on. <laughs> they're good. Uh, and, and he allows them to go on by not being involved in them. Hmm? He looks the other way. Because if he was to look, they couldn't take place because if the elder brother is there, then Radha would be a little shy. Hmm? A guru figure is present. Hmm? So he looks the other way. And in Gaur Leela, he looks directly at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with Radha and Krishna combined. Asaraj Mahabhav Duyekarup. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Shiman Mahaprabhu ki jai. Hmm? He looking at him, pointing at him. Hmm? No one has done more to bring the world to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his gift than Nityananda Prabhu. And so in the course of doing that, some people we find get affected by him. Like Vrindavan Das Thakur. Hmm? Like our Prabhupada who sings what? This is his prayer, his aspiration. Hmm? When can I enter into that ghosty lila, that cowarding lila throughout the day? Such nice language. You can understand the meaning just by hearing the sounds. It is so playful, falling on the ground and somersaulting and 
playing various games and throughout the day, herding cows, when they will that day be mine. Say din kobeho demo. When or when will that, will that, I have that blessing. Hmm? He's praying for this after a life of seva in the Salaka day that will frighten us. Hmm? We, we hear about the life of, of Raghunath Das Goswami, how, in, how he walked across the jungles and for days, barefooted, what he would eat was not a thought for him. Then living in Puri, hmm, how he would eat only by begging, and then he thought, that's not good. Because when I'm begging, I'm thinking, well, this guy might give me a Puri. He gave me a Puri yesterday. Maybe he'll give me one today. So, no, he got done it. Eventually, he just went and he used to eat only what was leftover prashad given to the cows after the cows had eaten their full, their fill. There he was eating. And there Mahaprabhu found him and said, why have you not invited me to the feast? Such honor you have for the prashad, such a sense of what is Jagannath prashad that you have. It's a shocking life. Prabhupada's life was not any different than that. The dynamics, the particulars were different, but in substance the same. One, one devotee once said, uh, the sannyasis, the renunciates, the babas, they are supposed to do madhukari. Not going on airplanes, going doing madhukari. Madhukari means stay in Vrindavan, and like a bee, madhukari, you make honey. Maybe means to make honey. So you make honey by going from flower to flower to flower and getting a little pollen, never staying in one flower for too long. So the renunciates would go from house to house and beg. Whatever they would get, then that would be their meal. Hmm? That's pretty renounced, right? You go and say, whatever you get. So I was told by one fellow, what is this? A guru is flying in airplanes and so on. He should be doing Madhukari in Vrindavan. I said, oh, he did Madhukari in New York. (laughs) Where there's no system like that. Where you don't have, you can't go to the door and say, I would like some chapati. They say, what's a chapati? <laughs> what do you, close the door. Hmm? Hmm. Such, talk about depending. Hmm? Sharanagati. This is for the Sadakadeya. Sharanagati. So surrender, to be dependent. Hmm? That Krishna will maintain me. What, <laughs> what example of that we find in him? Homeless in New York. Where would he get his next meal and so forth? It was this is very all based on faith in Harinam. Hmm? So he did Saranagati, he did the preaching, the kirtan, and these natural desires arose in his heart. Hmm? See how beautiful they were. Hmm? He put them to pen. Hmm? They've been immortalized. Hmm? He is an example in the modern age of some few people who get influenced by Nityananda in that way. Hmm? From his childhood, actually, he was influenced by the blessing of Nityananda on the village. Hmm? What is that village? Nitai <coughs> hmm. gave a special village there to the, to the Subarnavanic community, the Days. Day was his family name and so forth. They used to go there, uh, pilgrimage annually, to the place of Udharandat Thakur, one of the Gopals of Krishna and Balaram. So, some people, some, that should be honored. A few people may be influenced in that way. These are, the, these are then the currents 
the currents, the bhakti sangskar from a rasic point of view, hmm? they're coming in our line, this manjari bhav, sakya bhav, a little bit. Hmm? And whichever one is, has greater influence over you, that you will take up. Hmm? Naturally. Hmm? That will naturally arise in a purified chitta. Hmm? In that, that's with how this verse concludes. Tushyanti cha, ramanti cha. Hmm? They will practice with their life, hmm? breath, or what? Hearing, chanting, and remembering. And if it's not their life breath, this ideal, they'll attach them some, themselves to someone who, 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 who this is the life breath of. Hmm? And they will imitate him, follow him. When I first met, um, not first time, but I think maybe early on, I met some of Prabhupada's disciples in Miami on my way to Jamaica to meditate for the rest of my life. That's where I was going. To live in the hills and meditate. It's a long story, of course. We all have our stories. But um, I met some of the Bodhis in Miami and they allowed me to spend the night, New Year's Eve, and go out with them on Kirtan and distribute magazines. And and in the morning, they all got up and took a cold shower. And the guy said, who was his name? Manjari's ex-husband, previous husband. Navayovan, he said. We take a cold shower. I said, okay. Uh, how come? Because Prabhupada does. I said, okay. And then I said, I said, you know, why do you shave your heads? Because Prabhupada does. And I thought, I started to think, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, just, whatever this guy does, they do. And they're, they're like really moved by that. He, he must be really special. Hmm? I really found that to be quite a good answer, actually. It was kind of a kind of a dumb answer in some way, but but it was it was good enough for me. I thought I like that. They there is they really feel drawn to him, you know, and and and, and so on. So so to attach ourselves to someone like that, <coughs> try to keep their association. Try to be within the orbit of their own their thoughts. Hmm? that someone of real spiritual consequence is thinking about me and what I'm doing, and that what I'm doing has something, some connection with their world, that would be good for me. Hmm? Something like that. With that in mind, hearing, chanting, and trying to remember as the chitta becomes cleansed, hmm? trying to engage my sadhakadeya, and gradually eligibility will come, the chitta will become cleansed, the natural feeling based on my association and bhakti sangskar that I've received, hmm, the gift, hmm, it, it will start to manifest, take shape, then I'll go on with my hearing and chanting in a tailored way hmm, about certain leelas chanting. I will do nam japa, and from it will come rupa, guna, and leela smarnam, hmm, all inside of the name, it will all come out. Hmm. And my ideal, Tushanti Chaudamanticha, Krishna says, it will come to this. Tushanti Chaudamanticha, it means Sakya Rasa or Madhurya Rasa. Tushanti means satisfaction derived from a relationship with Krishna. It means Samandarupa Bhakti. It includes 
Dasya, Sakya, and Vatsalya. But in, in our case, it is the Sakya that is coming prominently through Nityananda Prabhu. So, hmm? the four Babas are there hmm? of Braj, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, and Madhurya. There are four are there. Hmm? Inasmuch as Samandarupa Bhakti is represented in the form of Sakya. And then Ramanti. Ramanti means they worship me in romantic love. Directly in Sambhog or in Tharbhav through serving the one who loves me in that way and assisting me. And by doing so, they imbibe the same feelings, the same bhav. Tushanticha Ramanticha. So this is our ideal. This is such a nice verse, as you can see, from so much to be found in Bhagavad Gita. We should read it again. Any question? Yes. I was thinking about the bhakti samskars that you talked about and whether we can give that to someone. Like whether we can Depends on your power of bhakti. Hmm? It said the drops of water wither away the stone, right? That's a fact. If you have a pressure hose it'll go a little faster. Hmm? <laughs> but if you just drip, 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 it'll work. It'll take a little more time. Hmm? You should know water is more powerful than stones. It doesn't look like it. Hmm? it looks like water is, huh, has no power. And stones are very strong. But actually, water is more powerful than the stone. The stone cannot change the water, but the water can change the stone. Hmm? Hmm? Heart is like a stone. Hmm? Bhakti is like water. Hmm? A little bit of bhakti, drip, drip, keep going. Always stay in the ballpark of bhakti through good association, chant, and gradually the heart, like a stone, it will melt. Now we're getting somewhere. When it melts, then it can reform hmm? on the basis of that that bhakti and then take another shape, hmm? the shape of a heart. You take the, you take the shape of... Krishna will take the shape of your heart hmm? as a cowherd, hmm? as the lover, the object of, of Rad, as Radhanath, hmm? as may be the case. So, yeah, you can, yeah, depending on your, the measure of your bhakti and power. So, whatever ever you have, you naturally you will share without even without trying to. And if you try to, then that much more. Try. Share it. That will be good for you. Right? Share it. We should have some confidence that it, it, it is magical. It is transrational. Hmm? Can you chant Hare Krishna? They say, <laughs> I wouldn't do it like that. But, <laughs> but, but be a devotee and yes, and you will be contagious. What else? Another question? Yes. Guru Maharaj, you mentioned three ways of uh, practicing Raghunuga Bhakti, yeah. uh, but how essential for practicing Raghunuga Bhakti is uh, living in a holy, dying, holy home 
or Lord performed his pastimes, because we see that mostly all Lord Chaitanya associates were living in holy time, like pulling other people of Raj. So, uh, how uh, possible is for us practicing Raganuga Bhakti here? Mm -hmm. I mentioned the, 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 the three basic practices of Raghunuga Bhakti. Remembering the Krishna's pastimes, serving in a Siddhadeya and a Sadaka Deha, and supporting these activities with Vaidhi Bhakti, basically. Within the Angas of Vaidhi Bhakti, one of them, and a powerful one, is living in a holy Dham. Right? So that has a lot of power. It's one of, of what, five practices that Rupa Goswami has singled out. Sadhusanga, Nam, Kirtan, Bhagavat, Shravan, um, Maturabhas, living in Matura and worshipping the Murti. So, Sadhusanga, we know that that, that means hearing the Bhagavatam, Nam, Sankirtan, living in Matura, and worshipping the deity. These are five very powerful angas of Abhadi Bhakti. And they are, um, they should be employed in, uh, in in rag bhakti, obviously. So <coughs> that said, it's not that our bhakti is dependent upon that. And also, Rupa Goswami, or I think maybe Jiva Goswami, in commenting on that anga of bhakti, says that you should live there physically if you can, if not in your mind. Hmm? Indeed, uh, Mahaprabhu told Raghunath Das Goswami, live well, live in Vrindavan. Serve rather than Krishna. Within your within your mind, so you have to understand also that 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 Vrindavan is a meditative world. It's not a physical world. It's not a geographical location. Hmm? It has a, a geographical representation, if you will, but in reality, it is a meditative world. It is it is uh, the center of the subjective world. Hmm? That's why so many things can happen there because it's a subtle, the, the, the subjective world is not uh, uh, limited by the, the, the limitations of the objective physical um, world. So it's a meditative world. Therefore, you could, you could live physically in Vrindavan and not very much be there, or you could physically live outside of Vrindavan and very much be there. So, therefore, this point has been made. Really, you should live in Vrindavan physically in your mind. <laughs> or if you can't live there physically, you should live there in your mind. Hmm? Both things are true. Hmm? So it, 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 it's, a, it's a consciousness, really. Um, the Vrindavan consciousness. And we can create that anywhere. Like we're doing in Madhuvan, hmm? for example. And, uh, and all ashrams should be like that. Satellites, if you will. Um, and for that matter, the Dhams themselves we're told they become covered sometimes, and sometimes they become more revealed. Hmm? Bhaktivinoda Thakur was very instrumental in uncovering Navadweep hmm? and pointing out the, pl the place time, pastime places of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The Goswamis were very instrumental in the order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in uncovering Vrindavan. Hmm? So it may also be possible that in the modern day, Vrindavan can be covered to some extent. Navadvipa Mayapur can be covered to some extent. And they may be less conducive even 
of places to practice, then the place that you can, the, the Vrindavan that you can create, hmm? um, that, 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 that advanced devotees can create, the environment that they can create, that's something to <coughs> consider. Does that help? Yeah. <coughs> okay, anything else? You've been patient, it's a bit of a long talk. And some of you were busy today at the ocean shore and kayaking. Did it go well? Yeah. You had a good time? I wish I could have gone, but um, I didn't think it would be good for me in terms of having to do this. So we have to make our choices. So, Rani, did you understand the talk? <laughs> Did you understand the talk? A little bit, huh? A little bit. Okay, keep trying. That's good. You understood, therefore you're making garland. <laughs> you obviously understood. <laughs> She's ahead of everybody. See, She's already there. Very good. All right. Siman Mahaprabhu ki jai. Srinitai Chand ki jai. Tresi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai. Bhakti Rakshak Siddhar Dev Goswami Maharaj ki jai. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur Prabhupada ki jai. Bhakti Vinod Puribar ki jai, Or Bhakta Brinda ki jai, Or Premanande, Or.